also. I just got a call from him last week and now he's getting married, something that he wanted to do. And he and the new fiance are coming here in a month or so so that we can do both of them. So the point of that is that yes, this work can elevate you in your career and really make you look like the professional that you want to be perceived. But that energy also carries over into other parts of your life and your personal life and it has a ripple effect. That was Anne Morrissey speaking about the impact one of her clients experienced in working with her to improve his personal style and image. Personal styling is again our focus on this episode, episode number 74 of Looking Forward. Welcome to Looking Forward, where we speak with experts about marketplace and societal trends, and most importantly, how they might affect you. I'm Jeff Ostroff, the host of Looking Forward. If you're like me, you're fascinated by trends in the future. In fact, several years ago, that was one of the things I focused on in a book I wrote. Hi, everyone. Today, more and more people are turning to personal styling consultants to improve their image, their self-esteem, and their chances for success in romance or their careers. And it's no longer just the rich and the famous, like celebrities, who are doing this. In part two of this two-part series, we're going to learn about what impact COVID-19 has had on the marketing and use of personal styling services, what the future might look like for those services, and what opportunities that might create. In addition, we'll hear a couple of success stories about people who use the services of a personal stylist, and we'll get some great tips, including how to go about choosing a personal stylist to enhance your image or the image of someone you think could benefit from those services. To help us with all that, we've brought on an expert on this topic. She's Anne Morrissey. Anne Morrissey is an image and personal style expert who works with men and women to make sure they show up looking and feeling like they're at the top of their game, personally and professionally. As an image and personal style expert with 15 years of experience, Anne says it is her job to make sure you come across on video and in person with confidence, credibility, and class. Although Anne is technically part of the fashion industry, it's not fashion that motivates her. She says fashion is just one of her tools and that the person she's working with is her number one priority. Anne says that for her, the role of fashion is to bring out the brilliance and the beauty of the individual and create a transformation. She describes it as, quote, an amazing process to see and it never gets old. And we've touched on this. Now I want you to focus on it, which is COVID-19. Mm -hmm. What impact do you think it's having on the image and personal stylist business, on people's need for your kind of services? How's it affecting what you do and people's need for what you do and the way you do your business? Well, the first glaring thing is there's not as much to choose from merchandise wise in the stores the inventory is a lot lower than it used to be so it used to be that i would never even question no matter who i had we're just, we're just going to go to you know aventura book wh wherever we're going to go in person and and i'm going to find it and now i say okay we don't know i don't know what we're going to find because it's not up to me 
So it's going to be a combination of in-person and online purchasing. And then, you know, it's going to take a little bit longer and then we're going to make it happen. It, it, the result is the same, but the process is changed. And a lot of the clothes are a little too relaxed, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the need for it, like like we said, is it's, it's a personal thing. Right. I mean, I it's there. It's in their own mind whether they need it or not. I can't tell somebody that they need it if they don't think that they need it. But more people have just really gotten tired of their low energy old stuff and they want fresh things. I know even for myself, even though I love the, the clothes that I have had, I, I've had to do a bit of a reevaluation of how I want to show up now. I don't feel the same as before COVID. So I'm, I'm reevaluating and um, kind of changing up my own style a little bit. And I think that that's what a lot of people are doing, going, how do I want to be in this state that we're in? Let me come back to the other aspect of this that we touched on earlier, which I think would be relevant when we're talking about COVID, Anne, and that is this. You use that word that's become so familiar nowadays, virtual. Mm -hmm. Isn't COVID causing you to have to do more of your business virtually? I'm imagining that before COVID, Anne was going to quite a few people's homes and maybe you're still doing that. I don't know. But didn't it change that? Hasn't it changed that for you? Early on, yes, it did. Early on, there was the mall closed. Nobody knew what to do. They, they, nobody knew what was going to happen to us. And so you know, shopping is certainly not on anybody's priority list at, at that kind of crisis that we're going through. So for months, there was nothing. But I'm also in Florida. So we kind of opened up and people got put their masks on and people would let you come to their house with the mask because they were so sick of what they had in their closet and they were looking for something to elevate them. You know, I, I don't know what it's like in other places with COVID, but here, a lot of times it doesn't even feel like anybody. I mean, we have a terrible rate of what's happening, you know, illnesses and all that. But the, the feeling is everybody's out wearing their masks and we're, we're not in any kind of lockdown situation. So anymore. So they're they're into it. They're ready. They want to go out. They want to be seen. Do you notice if there's been any spike because of COVID? in the number of people who are seeking you out virtually. Yeah, actually, now that now that you mention it. Yeah, but but probably that's a function of me doing things like I'm doing now. So I'm talking to you. You don't live here in Florida. I have friends all over that I do virtual classes with. And so one lady in particular, she's in British Columbia, Vancouver. <laughs> it's about as far as wake as you can get for you know in, on this continent and so her people are all over and then they're coming to me for for help so yes but that's a function of me having to do virtual things rather than everything just being here locally got it so i don't know if it's more covid or it's just or that it's probably a combination of both okay now as you know one of the main focuses of looking forward is to look forward. Isn't that yeah. brilliant? Yeah, let's do it. So we'd like you to do that as you think about and the business that you're in, which is image and personal styling. If you were to speculate over the next several years, let's say in the next five years, maybe we're still in the 2020s, what sorts of changes 
do you think we may see in the field that you're in, either in the need for the services, how many people actually will buy services such as the kind you offer, how businesses like yours might operate? What are you seeing that could happen? Obviously, nobody knows what will happen. What are some things that you might see down the road? Well, I see that the fashion industry and the garment industry is in a never-ending quest to sell their merchandise. So they're always looking for new ways to do that. There are things like mirrors. I haven't seen this, but mirrors. I have a client in, in Switzerland that says, you can stand in front of this mirror and all, and all kinds of outfits will show up on you. Wow. She goes, what, you guys don't have this? And no, I never even heard that. So, so, so you might see more of that, in which case people would be able to see themselves in something that, that aren't good at visualizing, would be able to see or imagine what something would look like on them. Then there's box services where, you know, Nordstrom's and a, b- a bunch of different stores have these where, where the, you take a little quiz and then they start sending you clothes every month. I can see them getting better at that because a lot of people, I have a lot of clients that, that have done those things and they end up with me because they're, what, what's happening is they, they, they're trying to make personal styling automated. You know, that doesn't even work. <laughs> the, yeah. the key word here is personal, right? I am a person. I see you. I ask, I feel you. I don't, ask, it's not a quiz. So, and I, th- I think the virtual thing is going to keep going. I was listening to a, a, a morning news show today, watching it, and they were talking about how Instagram is really, really upsetting a lot of young girls and making the, and messing with their image. Hmm. And they're not feeling happy about their image. But but I was thinking the whole time that the Instagram and social media and all of that, it's not just young girls that get off track with that. It's women also. And so there's this whole perfection, you know, need to look perfect and need to look like you have your life together that is really kind of sad, but it affects people. And so I I see that situation making people seek out help that they never might have done before so that they can just feel good about themselves. And, 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 you know, there's a lot of comparison. And so that, you know, if you're really letting that get to you, then it will be likely that you'll seek somebody out to help you with that if you know you can't do it. I even have fashion bloggers work that I've worked with. Fashion bloggers. Wow. They're supposed to know. Why are you calling me? That's interesting. Yeah, isn't it? Do you think that even after we hopefully get COVID much more under control around the world, that more of the kind of business that you're doing and will be done in a virtual fashion than used to be the case. Do you see that happening? You having more clients that are in Switzerland or in Africa or wherever? Yes, I see that happening. I do. I even have a, a meeting sometime this week with a lady that's in the UK and she wants to talk to me about growing the virtual side of the business. I don't know that that really excites me all that much. doesn't really not after this amount of time, but I mean, I can do it. It's, it certainly has a good result, but um, I'm working on something that's going from one-on-one to one-to-many. Use virtual, but not actually styling people one-on-one online. That's so tedious that I really can't see it. Okay. So it'd be more of a group. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Because there's only one of me, right? But there's a, there's a big need. 
Now, there's a lot of there's people that do what I do, but you know how that goes. People like you for your own uniqueness, even though some people might you know do the, do the same thing. So yeah, I'm really really working on that, developing that community, and courses, groups, retreats, that kind of thing. So I can teach you because really when you think about it you know, where do you learn how to put yourself together? If your mom didn't know, or your dad didn't know, where do you go to get that? Good luck. Uh, yeah, you don't. <laughs> you don't, <laughs> I mean. they're going to tell you at the store. No, they're not. They're going to try to sell you some clothes. So it's, a, there's a, I see a need for the education from a straight talk point of view. Yes. You remind me back in the day, there used to be, I'm going to call them charm schools, but I can't remember now exactly what the name is, but they would work with individuals. Typically, it was females, and they would work with you on how to comport yourself. I read an interesting essay about Switzerland, where they have this place where all these very wealthy women go, and they learn about etiquette and how to dress and look good. But that's not for the masses. And it's, again, they're few and far between. So you're right. Where do you go? There really aren't many places. You don't. And, it's, and, and it's, it's interesting because it's such a huge part of all of our lives. Every single day you have to get dressed. But see, that, that's the whole thing. There's a, people haven't been taught. So there's, there's a difference between just wearing clothes and being dressed, right? I like you to aim for dressed. But how do you do that and still remain comfortable and feel like you? So that's the nature of the work. Yes. Looking forward is also called looking forward because it's upbeat. We usually are looking forward to something in a positive way. And in this podcast, we're talking about opportunities. So I'm wondering, as you think about this, Anne, so many people have lost their jobs due to COVID. Others may be seeking new jobs or careers. You got students trying to figure out what they should study and maybe entrepreneurs looking for opportunities. What opportunities do you see for any of these individuals that relate in some way to the image and personal stylist field? Good question. There are schools that you can go to to learn to be a stylist. I did not do that. So it's hard to, for me to answer that, in, in, except you, if you have some affinity and some talent in this artistic field, right? Because it's very creative and it's very people-oriented. It's not so much fashion. It's, are you good with people? And are you a good communicator? If that's the case, then you've got the ability or the opportunity to go on the speaking circuit and interest people that way. Speaking is a really, really great way to attract attention to your services. And also because this is a personal business, it doesn't work so good with advertising, right? That people need to see you. If you want to start a YouTube channel and really give people your take on what they you know, how, what some tips that they could use, but you got to be good. You got to, you got to be good. There's too much, there's too much competition to go on there and just wing it. So it's, it's one of those businesses that people can pretty easily tell quickly whether you know what you're talking about and they want more of you or whether you're sort of one in the same and you have generic information. People call me all the time and want to be an intern from, of mine. Because when they go to these schools, the schools apparently tell them, okay, so find stylists and be an intern. But I don't use interns. I don't. Yeah. So, and I'm not going to. I'm not starting that. That's not my business model. But I will often talk to them and tell them what the school hasn't told them. 
to begin to get clients and that kind of thing. So it is not the kind of industry that has jobs for you out there, like be a personal stylist. They, they, they might say that a store might say that, but you're not really a stylist. You're a salesperson. Okay. Right. So the answer to that, it's in that you look around this field and make your own opportunities and get some help on how you show up and how you present yourself, your video, your sound, your everything has got to be on point so that people think they can see that you are credible. Well, here's something else to think about beyond that. The demand you think might be increasing for the kinds of services you offer which if that were the case, Anne Morrissey, as great as she is, can only see so many people. So that might suggest there could be a greater need for more of these people who do what you do. And the other thing is you started talking about what I would consider to be allied types of services. You mentioned that one company picks something. If you think about those two things, increased demand potentially, and allied services. Does that open up anything more? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're opening new platforms to help people with this every day. And uh, so, yes, it is a, it is a growing field. I just happen to be old school <laughs> yeah. and I'm a little spoiled with the in-person thing, but yeah, that for, for new people coming in, then there, there's, a, there's opportunity to get clients and to help people and to, ma- and to make an impact. And, and it really would be up to you to see what those things are. Because I, I speak a lot, or I, not, not right now, but I have over the years. And uh, I like to speak and to teach and to coach. And so for me, that's how it's going to develop. That, that's the next level for me. Because after 15 years of doing one-on-one the way I'm doing it, I love that. But my next opportunity is to grow a global business. I'm starting with women to help them to pull it together. That's the exciting part that I'm going through right now. That sounds really great. And I wanted to now have you focus on more personal stuff that can help the individual. If you could maybe give us a short case study of somebody in the working world, who you have consulted with to improve their situation, and they came out smelling like a rose. So we can sort of imagine how that all works. (laughs) That's what happens all the time. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'll pick one of my favorite, my favorite people. This lady, I've been working with her for about seven years. And when she first came to me, she, she was working in a drug rehab company which is a big industry here. Her boss had hinted to her. He saw some, a woman that really, really looked pulled together. And did she think that that was something that she could find? He, he said something to her that made her say, he's telling me I don't, I need to do better. And she had some challenges because she's six feet tall and she has a size 11 foot and she had difficulty finding things. Anyway, um, we worked together. And through the first three years, all she did was rise in that company until now she is partner and she will not get dressed without one of my books. And then what happened to her at six feet tall, you're pretty visible. So you're either for what, for good or for not. Right. And she was using her size as a reason to 
that, that she couldn't do as good as she needed to do, which wasn't true. Once we worked together and she started to get more and more and more confident, her personality came out and they saw it. Everybody could see it. And all she did was grow and get more and more happy. And now we are just thick as we can possibly be. And it's, it's, a, it's always a pleasure to see her because now she's pretty much addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> right. We, we go every, every six months or so, maybe, maybe a little more often to just keep it going because she can. There's a gentleman who called me about four years ago from South America, who is an author, an international speaker, and had an ed educational platform, mostly in Spanish, but he was trying to take it to English. And so when he found me, he sent me some YouTube videos of him speaking and all of this. And I said, oh, no, this <laughs> is not it. He said, and what got me here? because he was already at the million dollar mark, will not get me to where I want to go. Mm. And uh, he came here and we spent three days together and pulled it all together. And that was it, it for, for him and his career. But also, I just got a call from him last week and now he's getting married, something that he wanted to do. And he and the new fiance are coming here in a month or so so that we can do both of them. So the point of that is that, yes, this work can elevate you in your career and really make you look like the professional that you want to be perceived. But that energy also carries over into other parts of your life and your personal life and it has a ripple effect. So it's always a success story of some kind. The magnitude, it depends. But to the person, it's always pretty huge. That's fantastic. And before we get to having people learn more about where they can reach you and everything, I wanted to ask you something else. As somebody who's an image and personal stylist expert, what are some tips you can offer to our listeners about what things they need to do to make sure that they're presenting the best version of themselves and maybe more relevant to this conversation, how they can go about choosing an image and personal stylist consultant? Okay. One of the things that we talked about first, you have, you want to come up with your style definition. So try to get yourself three words at minimum to describe how it is that you want to show up. I gave the example of bold, fabulous, and sophisticated or bold, fabulous, and colorful, right? That's first. And then what you want to do is you want to go to your closet and you do what I call the love it or leave it test. People get a little afraid of this, <laughs> but that's okay. The first, you ask yourself three questions One for everything in there. One, do I love it? Two, does it fit and flatter me? Because fit does not just mean you can get it on or get into it. Fit mm -hmm. and flatter. And three, does it work for my life now? Does it add to the image that I want to portray? If you can answer yes to all those questions, you can keep it. If not, let it go. It's not about throwing out your clothes, okay? Which is, people will say, well, if I did that, I would have no clothes left. Which as I say, yeah, what are you doing with a closet full of clothes that you don't love, that don't fit, that don't work for your life? It's about clarity. If you want to put, present the best version of yourself, which is what you asked me, you got to be clear to begin with. So what are you working with? Let's figure that out. And then what should happen is probably with some help. But what can happen is, you're going to realize what's missing and you're going to be able to look at the condition of what you have accumulated in there and say, is it possible for me to look good in this? 
If it's possible, then keep it. If it's not possible, if it has no energy, kind of had it, let it go and bring in the fresh, vibrant energy that could help you accomplish your goal. That's excellent. And how do they go about choosing somebody? How do they find people like you? How do they make Google, decisions Google if they're it. going to go that route? Yeah, Google it. Google personal stylist, Google image consultant, Google, you know, wherever you live, just Google it. And, th and then there should be people that will come up. And then you judge from what they show you. It, what is their image? <laughs> right? Do you like it? Do they have any videos? Can you get a sense of their personality? And then if you, you find a couple, two or three that you think might work, then you call them up, say, hi, I'm looking for somebody and interview them and see what, what do you, how do you feel? Cause this is a feeling thing. You gotta be comfortable. This person's gonna see you in your underwear. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> but okay. when you really get right down to it, they're gonna, this is, it's a relationship. So interview them and see what you think. And that's really the only way to do it. That's what, that's how I do it. I have people call, uh, they call, they call me directly or send me an email on my website. And then we end up ha having a chat. And after you have the chat, then it's like, okay, well, let's meet, whether it's on Zoom or at their house. And then we take it from there. And I don't charge for the initial consultation because that's not how I do it. Some people do. And I'm using it as a time to see, are we on the same page? Can we work together? Are we going to have a good time? Are we going to be able to get the results that you want? That's what I'm doing. I don't know what they're doing. They're trying to figure out, do I seem like I know what I'm talking about? But I'm seeing, are they ready? Right. And I would just ask you to quickly add to that. What might be some red flags? If you're on the other end of things, they're not you. They're the person looking to find somebody like you. If they're either Googling and they see names of people who are image and personal stylist consultants, or they get to the point of talking with them, interviewing them, what might be some red flags? Ooh, I'm going to answer that this way. I'm a big believer in intuition. And just like anybody that you're going to hire, whether it be a painter or a landscape artist or personal chef, you'll get these little ding, 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 right? That's what happens. Either like, wow, that was great. Or wait a minute. And you don't necessarily know why you're getting these things, right? But these messages, but they're there for a reason. Like you're driving down the street and you say, I think I should go this way today instead of the way I always go. But then you go the way you always go and there's a big accident, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you're like, darn, I knew I should have gone the other way, but I didn't. It's that kind of thing because I have no idea what they could say that would give you a red flag. What could it be? A million different things. So you're trusting your gut. Okay. I've taught a class on luck and that's a huge strategy is to listen to your gut. It Thank will you. not lead you wrong. Don't just, if, and you don't, you might not know why just say, okay, thank you so much for your time. It's been really great talking to you. I have to make a decision. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. And this has been great. A lot of good tips opened my eyes up to some things that I was not aware of at all about the sorts of things that you do and how it can help people. Can you let our listeners know, please, how they can find out more about you and the services you offer? I know you alluded to you were doing speaking and some of the things you're thinking about doing in the future. How do they find out about all of that and about you? The easiest way to find me is through my website, and that is morrisseystyle.com. And Morrissey spell is spelled? M-O-R-R-I-S-S-E-Y 
style.com. And on there, it's going to look like I only work with women, but that's because during COVID, I just took my men's site down. I don't, I work with both. So if you have a question or you, you just want to talk to me, then put your name in the contact form and I'll get and a good time to chat with you and I'll get right back to you. And we can go through that process of what's going on with you and what we can do about it. Because you might see different things on my site and that might not apply to you. The site says it all starts with a conversation. It all starts with a conversation. Okay. You mentioned something about books earlier. You haven't written books, but you do provide your clients with some sort of a book. Can you explain that? (laughs) Yes. When I'm working with someone, we do the shopping, all of it. Once we have everything that we need to work with, that is not the end of the story. The, The final product is what I call a lookbook or a book of outfits. So that's where I take all of the things that we decided to keep combined with the new things that we decided to get. And I lay them all out on the bed and I start making outfits and taking pictures of those outfits with the jewelry and the shoes and the purses and the pocket squares and the sports coats and all of that so that you get at least 30 pages of outfits, right? To put in your own book so that you always know what to wear. Now online, it's a bit of a different process, but it's still, it's similar. It's similar, but not quite the same way to do it. So yeah, that's what I call a book of outfits and people love it because if you you can't just go shopping with somebody and say, okay, here's your clothes. Bye. See ya. No, (laughs) they're going to go. Oh no. What am I going to do with that? (laughs) This is the tangible part of working together. I am working on an actual book. But we're not going to talk about that right now. Okay. (laughs) We'll leave our listeners in suspense, okay? Right. But I also am working on a membership. And right now on the site, it's called the Sensational Transformation Network. You can sign up for the wait list for that. I'm not entirely sure I'm going to call it, continue to call it that. I think I might have a better name, but there is a wait list while I'm working on that really seriously right now with my virtual assistant. And I'm really excited about it. So you can either sign up for the wait list for the Sensational Transformation Network, which is a community where we're working together and group coaching and you're doing before and afters and having a lot of fun and you're meeting people that are also interested in this topic. That's the group way to do it. And or just send me an email and tell me what's on your mind and we'll talk about it. Wow. It sounds like a lot of exciting times ahead for Ann Morrissey and those who use her. Yes. That's right. Well, Anne, thank you so much for being an outstanding guest on Looking Forward. We hope that your business continues to flourish and that all these exciting things that you are planning come to fruition and are also successful. Thanks so much, Jeff. My pleasure. This concludes part two of our two-part series on personal styling with our guest expert, Anne Morrissey. If you have any questions you'd like to ask Anne or me, please contact me at my website, www.jeff-ostroff.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate your giving it a like or a positive review on the podcast hosting site where you listen to it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Looking Forward. I hope you've enjoyed it and learned something. I also hope that you'll tell others about our show. If you have any comments or ideas for future episodes, please contact me at my website, jeff-ostroff.com. That's J-E-F-F dash 
Ostroff, O-S-T-R-O-F-F dot com. This is Jeff Ostroff inviting you to join us again next time on Looking Forward.